0: Welcome to Deep Rooted Healing, a contemplative podcast exploring the healing bridges that connect the body, mind, heart, and soul, including creative practices, touch, nature, spirituality, and community. I'm Emma Freeman, an artist, poet, massage therapist, and Reiki practitioner. I'm a highly sensitive person and sober. This podcast is a record of my own unfolding spiritual journey. and May it be supportive for you in some way. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, everyone. Today I want to talk about mixed media art making, how I discovered it, why I love it, and how I approach it. But first, I want to start off with a quote that I really love The creative process, like a spiritual journey, is intuitive, nonlinear, and experimental. It points us toward our essential nature, which is a reflection of the boundless creativity of the universe. That was written by John Dato Laurie from the book The Zen of Creativity, Cultivating Your Artistic Life. I love that quote because it really relates to mixed media art making for me because mixed media is all about being experimental and intuitive and playful and seeing where the path leads from there. I discovered mixed media sometime last year while I was digging around on Pinterest for some art inspiration. I started to notice the term mixed media showing up in the descriptions of a lot of art pieces and I decided to do some research to learn more about it. I watched a lot of YouTube videos, basically anything I could find with that term in it, and tried to find any artists I could who were using mixed media techniques. And what I was finding were a lot of artists working with drawing, painting, and printmaking techniques I didn't feel drawn to the work aesthetically, but I was really drawn to the concept of combining different artistic mediums together. Up until that point, I had been working mostly in one medium at a time, although as I reflect back, I can see that I was kind of dabbling in mixed media approaches within those mediums. So for example, when I was a photographer, I learned a printmaking technique called photopolymer gravure that combines photography and printmaking together that I really loved. If you are into either of those mediums and you haven't heard of that technique, I highly recommend looking it up. It's absolutely gorgeous and mesmerizing. You get the beautiful texture of the ink on a plate. You actually make a plate with the photographic image on it. Then you ink it and run it to press and have it on a piece of paper. So you're getting the beautiful inky quality of printmaking with a photographic image. It's amazing. When I started learning about cyanotypes in 2015, I dove deep into that world and started on paper, then moved to fabric and then started creating jewelry from the fabric cyanotype. So I can see now that actually I was playing with two mediums there too, combining cyanotype with jewelry. But at that point, I wasn't actively aware that mixed media was even a thing. And so last year, when I started to really uh, become aware of that and explore it, a whole world really opened up to me. I started to think differently about what, what techniques I was using at that point, and then how I might start to combine them together and then what other techniques or mediums I might be able to, to get into the mix and start playing around with. So I have explored many different techniques, including altered books. So I've taken vintage books from the thrift store and used it as a sketchbook to create mixed media paintings and collages right on the pieces of paper, right on the pages of the book, and I learned that idea on Instagram from the page Old Book Revivalists. And it's a whole, it's an artist. There's an artist who came up with this idea of using old books as sketchbooks. It's really cool. I highly recommend checking it out if you don't know about them. So on, um, I also was experimenting with. Mixed media collage techniques outside of that sketchbook project, taking different papers and textiles and gluing them together to see what would happen. I started doing hand stitching and bookmaking. So I've been making these books out of scraps of fabric that I bind together into a book form and then I hand stitch marks and abstract stitches on the pages and then take little pieces of fabric and stitch them on the pages too so that's combining the stitching or sewing with bookmaking I've been dyeing fibers like cheesecloth and tea bags and old book pages and using those as collage elements so many different possibilities which is the what I absolutely am loving about mixed media because there's so much freedom in it. And there are no rules. There really are no rules with any art, but it feels different to me with mixed media. It feels even more expansive and encouraging of the playfulness and just kind of running with possibilities because there isn't really a roadmap for mixed media in the way that There can be maybe a little bit more by following a certain one medium. Everyone develops their own style and their own process and their own techniques. Um, But mixed media somehow feels, for me anyways, just feels different. I find that when I'm in this mixed media world, that a lot of new ideas flow to me in the process. And the creative process inspires That process to continue. I hope that makes sense. So while I'm playing with materials, rather than thinking, trying to conceptualize an idea and then execute it, when I'm sitting at my art table and playing with different materials that are in front of me, new ideas start to come to me in that process. And um, that's been incredibly expansive too. So next I thought I would share some of the specific materials that I'm working with in mixed media because I love when other artists share what they're working with, the tools and the materials, so I can go look them up and buy some and play with them if I haven't used them before. So let's do paper first. So Some of the papers that I've been using recently are, um, there's some handmade papers that I've been finding on Etsy that are incredible. I have been using Nepalese Lokta papers. I found this incredibly delicious, gorgeous magenta one that is just vibrant and alive and a really deep, dark black Lokta paper and Also a handmade Bhutanese black earth paper that's very interesting. It's thick and it has black earth or soil, dirt, actually on the surface of one side of the paper. And it comes off on your hands a little bit, kind of like charcoal does. Uh, But most of it stays on the surface of the paper. So that's been really fun to play with. Another one I've found is Islamic hemp paper. And the one that I have is kind of an oatmeal color. It's also very thick and has a really interesting texture and different than any other paper I've ever felt. Um, I'm using tea bags, which I mentioned earlier, tissue paper from packaging, tracing paper, Korean mulberry paper, and rice paper. Some of the inks, paints, and dyes I'm using are Speedballs, Black India Ink, the I think it's Daler Roney FW Liquid Acrylic Inks. You can also just look up liquid acrylic inks if you haven't used them before. I love those because they are acrylic paint, but they move like watercolor. So they're very fluid. They mix beautifully, but you can layer them and they don't, they don't um, move together once they're dry. I also use... Uh, Amsterdam and golden acrylic paints and natural earth paints which are these incredibly gorgeous powdered mineral pigments that are non-toxic completely pure and insanely vibrant. I just discovered those recently and I have them the powdered pigments stored in baby food jars in my studio and I just love looking at the pigments because they're so beautiful and the texture is really lovely but what you can do with them is create your own paints so you can make acrylics oils watercolors tempera paints and they have recipes on their website you can just look up natural earth paints Um, I'll also put a link in the show notes but you can find them really easily they don't have any fillers in them like other paints do and they're amazing I also use koi watercolor paints, uh, indigo dye, and Posca paint pens. Other tools and techniques I'm using are stitching, which I mentioned earlier in the fabric books. The threads I'm using are sashiko threads from Japan in many different colors that I've been gathering on Etsy and having fun exploring some hemp threads and cotton sewing threads, lots of found textiles, including old dish towels, napkins, curtains, woven placemats, and clothing. A lot of those I found at thrift stores, and then some are things that I've had that I just decide to upcycle. I'm using wool roving and dyed cotton rope that's made for macrame that I'm cutting up into smaller pieces wrapping with thin thread and then forming that into circles and lines and using them in my mixed media pieces. I'll show photos of all of these in the show notes on my website just in case you want to actually see the examples. I'm using natural objects that I find outside like birch bark, charred wood, leaves, flower pods, Pine needles and sticks as art as mark making tools and collage elements. I'm using a calligraphy dip pen to make marks with acrylic inks and India inks. I'm using plastic forks, paper and plastic straws, wooden coffee stir sticks, toilet paper tubes, an old hairbrush to make marks and prints with inks and paints on paper that I'm then using in the mixed media collages. So, that's kind of an overview of a lot of the materials I'm using right now in mixed media. The next thing I want to share are some books that really helped me learn different techniques and that I started to incorporate into my mixed media practices. So, the first one is Lota Prints, and it's by Lota Jan's daughter, who is a phenomenal artist. I find her work so inspiring. She does a lot of beautiful, simple, printmaking and drawing and painting a lot, inspired by nature. She's a Scandinavian artist and she is uh, she has fabric collections. You may Maybe you know her work, um, but this book, Lota Prints, How to Print Anything from Potatoes to Linoleum, I found really inspiring because she prints on a lot of different surfaces and um, it got my creative juices flowing with ideas of what I could do with that. The next book is also by Lota daughter. It's called Paper Pattern Play and it's a book all full of papers that she's created with her own designs that you can cut out and use in collage. So I found this book so fun because I could go through and find some of her work and the, her patterns, cut them out and then mix them with other papers and other fabrics, draw on them, paint on them. That's a really fun one. The next is Jumchi and Beyond by Ji Chung. So this book I'd dig for a little bit. So Jumchi is a technique that I researched and learned recently. It's a Korean paper making technique. That's very ancient and you take pieces of thin mulberry paper and then you get them wet and uh, layer them together, get them wet and then pull them apart and agitate them with your hands. And when you do that in a, over, uh, throughout a series of steps that you follow, you start to change the fibers of the paper. And it becomes this super durable, strong paper that has a really lovely texture. And it's been used for all kinds of things in Korea, clothing even. Um, and it's used in uh, by f- some fine artists, but I really had to dig around to find examples of it. And this book is really, really beautiful. I'll share more about that process in another episode and what I'm doing with it. The next one is... Poetic Cloth by Hannah Lamb, Creating Meaning in Textile Art. And that's just a really lovely one that um, she, Hannah, uses different techniques uh, based in fibers and textiles that I found really inspiring. The next one is Natural Processes in Textile Art from Rust Dying to Found, found Objects by Alice Fox. And that one's really cool because it's also textile based but um, brings in natural elements uh, that got, I had came up with so many new ideas from that book. And the last one is Slow Stitch Mindful and Contemplative Textile Art by Claire well, Wellesley Smith. Sorry if that, I think that's how you say her name. Also a really lovely textile book with beautiful stitchings and really mixed media approaches to textile work that I've really enjoyed reading too. So those are some of my book recommendations. I hope you find those helpful. Next, I thought I would share some of the artists that I've learned mixed media techniques from. The first is Laura Horn. She's an amazing Australian artist who does a lot of painting and collage work. She has a lot of online art classes. They're really wonderful and she goes through the ways that she uses her different materials in mixed media ways. She also has a podcast that if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend it. She hosts it with her husband and it's just really lovely and encouraging and resourceful. She does artist interviews, and then also shares a lot about her own art practice and teaching practice. And I've gained a lot of knowledge and insight and just feel um, like I'm listening to someone who's a like-minded, creative human. So I recommend that. The next artist is Flora Boley. I discovered her through the website Creative Bug, which if you don't know about that, that's a wonderful resource too. It's a subscription-based website where you pay, I think the you pay for the year and then you get access to their whole library of classes and they have them in many different mediums. They're all taught by professional artists and the quality of the classes are phenomenal. I've learned so many different ideas and techniques and tools there and I took one of Flora Boley's classes and she did this abstract mark making which was really my first exposure to that technique and that language and I just soaked it up like a sponge I loved it so I highly recommend looking at her she also does some o- other online art classes I think and has a really wonderful um Instagram page and she's an amazing person. Uh the next artist is Jane Davies. I discovered her on YouTube. She has a YouTube channel where she shares a lot of tutorials and tips about uh, different painting and collage techniques that you can use in mixed media. She has an abstract style too, so I really enjoyed learning from her and got a lot of uh, new ideas by watching her videos. The next artist is Anna Joyce. She is a a multi-passionate artist too, but she's doing a lot of dyeing work right now. She has this lovely book called Hand Dyed. And then she also teaches on creative bugs. She has an indigo dyeing class that I took that I got a lot out of and was super helpful. And then the last one I'll mention is also another creative bug class. <laughs> I've taken so many. With the artists Pam Garrison and Jennifer Mercedes, And it's called Daily Abstract Prompts Working Collaboratively. And they, the way that they structure that class is they're working on pieces together step by step. So one of them would paint a layer and then the other one would respond to that layer. So it's really cool to watch a collaborative creative process. But the the biggest thing that I got out of that class were ideas for mark make, for abstract mark making and different kinds of tools that I could use to explore um, different kinds of marks and also maybe uh, with creating collage pieces or other ways that I could manipulate materials in my mixed media work so that's it for my suggestions and resources I think I'll leave it there for this week I hope that you got something out of this episode that you learned something new that something inspired you for your own creative path and if you know everything that I already shared all the resources and tools, uh, that's great too because that means that we're in community with each other. Yay! And across the world, wherever you are and I am, that we are like-minded humans and I'm always looking to find people who I connect to in an authentic way about art making and creativity and that's a big reason why I wanted to start this podcast. So yay, you're out there and I'm here and we both love art making and we speak this language together. So until next time, thank you so much for listening.